Welcome to the Thomas James Donahoe podcast. I'm Thomas Donahoe. I'm joined with Ari Rose and Vivek Gute. How was how was today going? Pretty good, man. How about you? I I am doing pretty fine. I um have to go to work and it's supposed to snow a lot, and so I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to drive home. <laughs> There's like a winter storm advisory or something right now. Yeah, affect until like tomorrow at 1 p.m. So we might have a snow day tomorrow. On another Tuesday. There <laughs> two. We've had three snow every days. Tuesday. We had two snow days, and then they've both been on Tuesday. So like people who go to school on Tuesday with like the the schedule, they win. Yep. <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. Just a warning: if you see us yawn a lot, it is an early morning. Kind it's of. It's eleven a.m. already. Calm down. Um. Also, <laughs> I have been up for more than yeah, twenty-four which hours. Um, today? Uh, that, 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 that that would be me. you. That would be me. I I take full credit for that. I take full. Credit for that. <laughs> I blame it on the Indian cricket team. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. So. Before, yeah, you want to go ahead, Artie? Um. We would like to announce that we have a YouTube channel yes, for sir. the podcast. Yes, sir. That eventually we will be live streaming our podcasts there. Um, we're not sure of the exact time and date of it, but, but check but, the description. Yes, you can. Um, we will be alerting you as to when we are going to start streaming on our Instagram, which you can go follow us on Instagram now. At TJD and Co Pod. That's TJD, the word and, so Andy, C O Pod on Instagram. So we'll be alerting you as to when we start streaming on our Instagram. So that's kind of cool. And um, we also would like to create some sort of way to get feedback from our amazing listeners and suggestions as to what we want to talk about. So you can message us on said Instagram uh, and uh, we will try to, I guess, I don't know. We will try to use your suggestions in future episodes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tommy, what? <laughs> Tommy just wrote so, the plant, the so plant cycle. We're going to be talking about the, okay. plant the plant cycle. Let's do okay. it, man. Now, what do you two know about plants, you know? Uh, they they breathe in carbon dioxide and exude um oxygen. They go through photosynthesis to produce glucose. (laughs) Now, did you shout out to my bio teacher for that one? That plants are reproductive creatures, and like like every animal, I guess, but they do. Sexual reproduction, like animals do, and it's interesting because you want to talk about the reason these bees are so important is without the bees, the plants cannot reproduce, and so without the bees, you watch the bee movie, you know what happens. (laughs) Bee movie is the worst movie I think I've ever seen. If I'm gonna the be worst honest. movie. Wow, this was a masterpiece. Come on. 
I, I, you can't I, be I, saying that. The, the only time I saw it was when I was really young, so like I don't really remember it. <laughs> I don't either, man. <laughs> it, like a, it, it's about a bee falling in love with like a a, a, a human, right? Or am I imagining? I mean, let me Google there. this up while we while yeah. We keep talking. I mean, and the general so- premise is just, you know, helping the bees, I guess, I think is the point of the movie. But yeah, uh, there is a bee-human love story. A little that's, interesting. That's, that's really weird, dude. And? I think that's really weird. Okay, here it is. I think that's better than... Uh... Fresh out of college, Barry the Bee, voiced by Jerry Seinfeld, finds the prospect of working with Honey uh, uh, Unispring. He flies outside the hive for the first time and talks to a human, breaking a cardinal rule of his species. Barry learns that humans have been stealing and eating honey for centuries, and he realizes that his true calling is to obtain justice for his kind by suing humanity for theft. Okay, so... That's so, that's, that's, wait, hold on. That That's what that <laughs> movie's about? You're really going to yes. tell me that this is what the... Oh, my God. And the fact that the B is voiced by Jerry Seinfeld, 10 out of 10. I already like it again. Oh, man. Tommy, have you seen the B movie? I have seen the movie. <laughs> you know what's interesting is now they're making robot bees. Have you heard of this? They're making these little robots I have, I've not heard to of replicate the function of, of bees. How about that? What do you think that is? How do you? How so do you that's think? like. That's like, GMOs on steroids at that point. That. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even GMOs because there's no genetics in it. They're just. Well, robots. you can control where the pollen is going with it, so you get that's specific like, things like going to each of them. During allergy season, man. Not really. What kind of you salt can control where the pollen is going if you've ever like got yeah. Like, a robots. I, I don't think they're gonna do a, some. I don't know. I don't know how to word it, but like aller allergy warfare. Like hey, uh, I hate you, pollen. Go. The human, the human population will have made enough bees upset that <laughs> allergy season could become a pain in the butt. It already is. Like, a pain in the butt. You will have. Allergies. Endless. Uh-huh. Oh my god. How did we, wait? We started with the plant cycle, and now we're talking about the bee. That's movie. still related to the plant cycle. The plan was to get to the robot bees. All right, the robot bees are important. From the very beginning. I always think it's interesting when they come up with these like crazy solutions to problems. Like we're going to make robot bees now that can do all the functional movies. Instead of just like trying to conserve the actual bees that already do a good job of what there's, you know, what the robot bees might try and imitate, it's so interesting because they're like, we're going to go these crazy lengths in progress, but then we're not going to just. The simple solution is just to start working to conserve these bees, and you know, what's the deal with that? What do you guys think? Um, that's probably just a boomer solution. Um, I hope you guys don't hear the thing that noise. Oh, we do. Don't worry about it though. Okay. I mean, it's like it's just loud, so. one. It's one of those boomer solutions where they're just like, uh, we can just push it off, so we'll just not deal with the actual problem and just make it make another problem to fix that problem. 
kind of thing, you know? I have no opinion about this. <laughs> no like, opinion? I, that's I, your job. That's the I, whole point. Come on, dude. You got to have an opinion. I mean, yeah, I agree with Artie of, like, this is just, like, a solution <laughs> that's being pushed off to, you know, future groups, but... Why make genetically modified bees when the normal bees? Well, they're not. It's not genetically modified bees. These bees will help make it easier to get specific genes from plant to plant. You know. Yeah. Well, these bees with the the idea behind these robot bees, they're just robots. They're not even bees at all. They're just robots that are supposed to do the same job bees do for the environment. And the whole deal is. The bees are dying, they're going extinct, or they're being endangered at least. And bees play such a vital role in our ecosystem and the plant cycle that in order to keep the earth alive, there needs to be a replacement. And so what people have decided to do is create little miniature robots that do the exact function that bees do because the bees are dying. They're not like genetically modified bees or like grown in a lab. They're actual little tiny robots that are made to spread pollen and they're just yep. i don't even know that they're going to be like selective about it. i think they're just going to say like find a plant and find another plant and do it because like the, the whole deal is that the nature kind of will be selective itself like if a plant doesn't live to not you know reproductive state then it's not even going to matter so they're just going to assume like every plant that we could possibly see is healthy and viable but I do think it's so interesting how the pursuit of, of like knowledge or science goes so far beyond what's like reasonable. Like it's a re- it's not reasonable to do. Yeah. This. Why wouldn't you just focus on conserving actual bees instead of just making these random weird robots to fix this problem for you? I guess like if the technology oh. is there, might as well use it. I guess that's what they're thinking. Is I don't really know. Like if that's the right no, the way technology to think. Isn't there. Like they're making these robots, right? Now. Yeah, but they're like still- they have. It looks like they have the capability of doing it, right? So I don't know. That's just what I think. Okay, we're back. Had some background noises causing some issues. We had to stop for a second. But so on the topic of uh, genes, something that has interest me in looking up stuff. Um, you guys ever heard of like CRISPR and stuff? Uh, yeah. In biology yeah, and yeah. like how you can like genetically modify stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been using that on humans for um, a few people have actually done it to remove like diseases like AIDS, I think, and other things. Um, using CRISPR-Cas9? Maybe. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I, I was just thinking, you know, in the future... If that technology goes up, we could take genes from other animals and put them on humans. What's your take on that? Imagine being able to just grow wings just because you modified your genetics. (laughs) What's interesting about that is like you probably wouldn't be able to grow wings yourself, but you could have a kid who grows wings. You can make a child grow wings before they were born. And you could. possibly change your own humans would not be able to fly even with wings but (laughs) we don't have enough practice i mean and you know like a a rock i mean have you ever felt a bird they're very light 
Humans are yes. nice. That's true. Well, like, we could be dragons, do, dude. If people can't do push-ups, what makes you think that they can, like, carry their whole body weight up into the sky just by using wings? I mean, think of the dinosaurs, though. What do you like, mean? Like, pterodons? They're huge, dude. They definitely... Yeah, but they were a lot lighter. Like, they were a lot less dense. They, they definitely weigh way more than us, that's for sure. And they didn't also really fly. They more, like, kind of glided, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably like, that's about right. They weren't like birds. How birds like fly straight up and stuff like that. They were kind of like, yeah. But like, but, just just think in the future. Imagine people, furries can just live their dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Like Christopher Castine scares like, me. Like the research that I've done about it is just like, it's like usually it's all bad. Like it, it works. Well, it works, but like it's got a lot of side effects. It's right? just the thing that people have to test with it is it's not really the side effects. Like people know how it works just based on like stuff with plants that they've done. Um, but the issue with it really is the fact that when they test it on humans, first of all, it's just you're testing it on humans. So a lot of people will find that very unethical, but also most I mean, of the time when on animals, people find that unethical too, right? So like, yes, how but can like you test this worse... thing offending somebody? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's like most people find it more unethical to do it yes. on humans. I, I, and, but the, the real issue really is the fact that um, the scenario needed for it basically needs to be created by the person like it's such a specific scenario that like you have to create the po- the problem to solve it just to be able to test this which is like the real problem behind a lot of these a lot of like the testing for it but yeah i guess i always think it's interesting when people act like the like like extending the life is so much more valuable i mean like i get the it's unfortunate people die from these diseases at young ages, sure, but like it seems like what 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 are you gonna win when instead of dying from like a disease at seventy, you die at ninety? I mean, I don't know. I think that the main goal isn't just to live as long as possible, and it seems like a lot of people act like it is. Like people are gonna die from one way or another. I just think it's interesting how people always like really focus on you know, solving one problem so another one will take its place. I mean, I get that solving like, like cancer is different because cancer will affect people at like a young age where other things wouldn't. But I mean, yeah, you know, that was a very. I just always think it's interesting. But if someone could actually like, cure AIDS through that way, it'd be revolutionary. Well, they um, what they did. I'm trying to remember. I I wrote this, wrote a wrote an essay on this like a year ago i'm trying to I just no, wait, Artie, kind of recollect it Artie, sorry for interrupting you but can we say second appreciate oops, how mufasa like that monologue was that tommy just gave of, like, it, it was beautiful it was, it was like, <laughs> tommy needs to like raise somebody up like their simba or something <laughs> oh tommy, go my gosh oh man I forgot um so like 
what they did i forget what did what were you what was the question you asked about the thing crispr gas 9 yeah well yeah but like about the aids like how they cured it oh well how are you saying they would cure aids um what they did was like since aids is like shoot uh, I really don't remember much from it, but it was like there was two twins that were going to be born with AIDS from because their parents had it and they like modified them. So they had the um, gene that would that made them immune to it. So then once they were born, it wouldn't be able to go. It wouldn't be able to exist inside of them. So they would have been safe. I think I don't know if they were like test tube babies. I I think they were like they took an egg and a sperm and just put it together after doing the thing. So and then they ended up having twins and they were actually cured from it. So but it was I think it, it was done in like China or something. Again, CRISPR-Cas9 works. It's just scary. Yes. It could easily develop some crazy thing and for some reason like it's so people new think that like it's literally that... <laughs> so new that like there we don't know everything it's like it's basically like COVID-19 it's so new that we don't know enough about it some people actually, actually think that because of CRISPR COVID exists but what uh some I people mean, well whole... you know you know freaking I don't know and that's what I'm blaming China is. for some reason. You know, I don't like, know. <laughs> they said it came from a bat, but then there was a whole lot of evidence that there was like this lab near where it started where they were experimenting on bacteria. Or I'm not saying either one's true. I just think that it's um it's definitely not impossible that like it didn't come from like a bat or something. I'm not saying that's anyone's fault. It's just like I don't, I don't get how they really figured that out that they're like yeah. it came from some. Well, bad um, the coronavirus has existed. Yeah, well, like, the, like a while this, ago. This variant, like. Yeah, COVID-19. this one just got bad. Yeah. I think it's because it combined with the flu or something, which made it really bad. Because like it came to the U.S. especially during flu season. Remember, like, mm-hmm. it came during, uh, late January, early February. Yes. You, you know what's crazy to think about? We're about to. Like, it's February 15th, like, the day that we're recording this. We're about to come up on one year of being, you know, at home. Being in lockdown. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, we're not really in lockdown, right. but, yeah, yeah. but we're like just being still at dealing with it. COVID. Like, March 13th, like, Friday the 13th, we all went home, you know, for, school, mm-hmm. like for online school. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. All right, well, that um, should just about wrap it up or did you did you want to say anything no i was just going to mention how we only have six minutes left in the zoom meeting <laughs> right, yeah so we've only got six minutes left in the zoom meeting we don't want to take up too much of all your time so i'm vivek gupte joined by Artie rose and thomas james donahoe we thank you so much for listening in we hope you're staying safe we hope you're staying healthy and we hope you're staying sane thank you and good day